3: Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. They're already calling for impeachment. The 25th Amendment. I'll explain to you why that's the worst decision I've ever heard of in my life. I'm also going to tell you why you're surrounded now. You see, they censored Trump off social media. I'll tell you why you're surrounded, not President Trump. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. you know the hardest thing to do in life? Take accountability. Look in the mirror. I know you've had to go through it in your personal life. I certainly have had to go through it in my personal life, where you wake up one day and maybe you're too fat. Maybe you're out of a job. Maybe you snapped at your kids. Maybe, you, maybe you've screwed up any one of a thousand things. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe you're drinking too much. And you know, it's not hard to identify when you're in trouble, when something's going wrong. It's just not, right? I don't have enough money. My, my belly's getting too big. I'm hung over all the time. It's not hard to identify the trouble. What's really, really, really hard, maybe the hardest thing in life, is for you and I to go look in that big old mirror you have in your bathroom and say, oh man, it's your fault. It's the hardest thing in the world. Nobody likes to take accountability because that hurts, right? It's so much easier to blame. It's everyone else's fault. It's his fault. It's her fault. It's my husband's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's a kid's fault. It's the government's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's the liquor store's fault. It's always someone else's fault. But the most productive thing and the most difficult thing is saying, it's my fault. It's really hard. For all, it's human nature. And you know why I'm so... I guess you can call it pessimistic about where we're going from here after the storming of the Capitol yesterday and everything. Why I'm so pessimistic about where we're going from here, it's not because of where we are. And I admit, we're in a rough spot. We're we're divided right now, certainly. It's not because of where we are though. It's because all the people in the system, all the people in positions of power, they all think it's your fault. They look at everything that's happened in this country, for four years. You know, everything. Russian investigation, impeachment, looting, burning, murdering, all of it. And they say to themselves, these people are scumbags. Nazis, white supremacists, they're dividing the nation. Nobody in the system, nobody, no one, steps up and thinks, maybe that's on us. Nobody. You remember when Christopher Ray? the current sorry FBI director we have. I mean, he's the one that took over for the last sorry FBI director. But Christopher Ray takes over the FBI. And he takes over at a time where the FBI is shockingly at an all-time low, public reputation-wise. Clearly, they meddled in the 2016 election. We now know they used bad information to get a FISA warrant to spy on American citizens. I mean, really, really ugly stuff. About 75% of the country viewed the FBI like horribly. Christopher Ray takes over. You know one of, the, one of the first things he said? One of the first things he said? Oh, my job is to uh, protect the FBI. Wait, what? No. No, your job's to reform the FBI. The problem is the public has lost trust in the FBI. You must reform the FBI because the trust, the trust is actually what matters. That's what has to be repaired not you doing damage control and protecting this guy and hiding this information and doing this. The public trust must be restored. What we're seeing right now is a complete lack of public trust in America's institutions, and none of those institutions, none of them are having that hard, hungover look in the bathroom mirror and saying to themselves, all right, that's on me. That's on me. None of them. They all think it's you. And I'll tell you something else. And this is going to be a bitter pill to swallow. But that's what we do on this show. Remember, I'm not your mommy. I'm your daddy. It's not just on the left. I saw some of the most insane, asinine, stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Not from the left yesterday, but from the right. Failure to take accountability for where we are pointing fingers here and there and it's Trump it's this guy it's this guy it's this guy and nobody wants to step up and look in the microphone and say maybe maybe it's me maybe it's me here's the truth and I'm going to give it to you straight here I don't care whether you love Trump or hate Trump the anger the burning white hot anger in this country right now is not going away when Donald Trump is no longer president in a couple weeks from now. If anything, it gets worse from here. And it could be calmed down 100% if these cultural institutions would wake up and realize there's a feeling out there of injustice. There's a feeling that the system people all get covered for and the people outside of the system all get crapped on. That's the feeling right now if the cultural institutions would wake up and realize that they could heal this, but they won't. And that's why I'm pessimistic. Not only won't they do it, they'll double down on everything. Not to nerd out on American history here, but let me just do a brief little rewind to oh, about the back to the beginning of this country. The British, we were still a colony of the British and the British They had just pulled back some forces for financial reasons. So the colonists weren't getting protected from the Indians anymore. The colonists were mad about that. And then the British levied a tax called the sugar tax. Then the colonists were really mad. And you know what the British did in response to that? Another tax. And then they were really mad. And you know what they did in response to that? They shipped the warship into the harbor to try to intimidate them. And there's more to the story. I'm not going to go into it right now, but that's what systems do. They don't analyze themselves. They look at a problem and think, I just haven't doubled down yet. I just haven't done enough yet. They look at you and me and they think, well, we haven't perched enough of them yet. We haven't punished them enough yet. We just need to slap them three or four more times. Then they'll wake up. That's why I'm pessimistic. Nobody wants to look in the mirror and own it. Nobody does. Nobody does. And the divisions of the nation, because we now have a Joe Biden presidency and a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House, those divisions only get worse because the Democratic Party is the anti-American party of division. That's what they are. I don't care what they were under JFK or even Bill Clinton. That, is, that Those days are gone. Right now, they are the anti-American party of division. We will have four years of apologizing for America again, just like Barack Obama did the whole time, which drives people insane. And we will have four years of divisive, racist crap like this from the president of the United States of America.
1: No one can tell me that if had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesting yesterday it wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been treated very
2: very differently than the mob of thugs that stormed the capitol we all we all know that's true and it is
1: unacceptable totally unacceptable the american people saw it in plain view and i hope it sensitized them to what we have to
4: do he's right it is true 100% Black Lives Matter, if it was Black Lives Matter guys taking over the Capitol yesterday, they would have been treated 100% differently. And that's part of the problem with the feeling of, unju- of injustice in this country. Oh, by differently, I mean, each and every single news outlet would have went on and ran cover for all of them. You remember what they were saying about Black Lives Matter when they were burning, looting and murdering? Well, the, they were 93% peaceful. Ah, rioting is the language of the unheard. You remember we talked about yesterday. New York Times were in a headline on all the district attorneys in the country springing them all out of jail without charges. Oh, well, they were exercising their civil rights. They'd be signing book deals. They'd have, they'd have their stupid names written on the helmets of NFL players. People would be kneeling for them at the games. They'd have Black Lives Matter spread across an NBA court just like they did last year. They'd have corporate sponsorship. My kids couldn't log into their video games without having a Black Lives Matter landing page. You're right, it is true. They would have been treated differently. And that's part of the anger as well. We have people storming the Capitol yesterday and all I see are things like domestic terrorists and traitors and sedition. And this is a sad day for America. Where were you all when Black Lives Matter was ruining people's lives? You were clapping. And that gets worse from here. It'll be four more years of that race baiting crap. And it's building an anger that I'm trying to explain to people because I'm trying to avoid anybody getting hurt. And people don't seem to be listening. They're mad at me for being the one bringing the the warning. I'm telling you right now, reform these cultural institutions or this gets worse from here. Worse from here. Oh, that was Joe Biden. Remember, this was Joe Biden just a little earlier, though. Quote, I give you my word. If I'm elected president, I will marshal the ingenuity and goodwill of this nation to turn division into unity and bring us together. Man, he really seems interested in bringing us together, doesn't he? I can feel the healing right now. Look, <laughs> let's be honest. If it was black people, things that have been different. Anyway, bring us together. That's not how you heal. That's how you pick at scabs and pick at scabs and pick at scabs until something bad happens. And speaking of picking at scabs, speaking of the people in the system doubling down on everything that has created the anger, here's what Nancy Pelosi had to say.
0: The President of the United States incited an armed insurrection against America. The gleeful desecration of the U.S. Capitol, which is the temple of our our American democracy, and the violence targeting Congress are horrors that will forever stain our nation's history, instigated by the President of the United States. That's why it's such a stain. In calling for this seditious act, The president has committed an unspeakable assault on our nation and our people. I join the Senate Democratic leader in calling on the vice president to remove this president by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. If the vice president and cabinet do not act, the Congress may be prepared to move forward with impeachment. That is the overwhelming sentiment of my caucus.
4: 25th Amendment? I'm sorry. Sorry, Mr. Producer. did she say 25th Amendment and impeachment? Yeah, I thought, I thought that's what I heard. Are you people out of your minds? And okay, I know what you're saying. Well, wow, okay, it's Nancy Pelosi. She's a, she's a nutball. No one's listening to her. No, no, no. I heard several people, including friends of mine, on the right yesterday. On the right. Supposedly on yours and my side saying, well, we got to impeach him. We got, he's got to go. I cannot think of a single thing that would light a match and drop it into the powder keg of America more than trying to impeach the president again. That's half the reason people are so mad. You already impeached him for no reason the last time. Even if you think he deserves to be impeached this time, even if you think he deserves it, let him go. He's gone in two weeks. Stop doubling down on everything that has people ready to murder. And somebody already died yesterday, and it's freaking terrible, man. It's absolutely terrible. And it's going to get worse if you don't stop picking at the scabs. But not only do they don't seem interested in leaving the scabs alone, they're looking at them and licking their lips, ready to go back in. Stop. And I warned you. I warned everybody. For four years, I told the left, stop. diluting, looting, burning, impeach, collusion, resist, 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 burning Trump and effigy shooting U.S. congressmen, assaulting U.S. senators, and I warned for four years. You saw me. I warned right here and on my radio show. Stop. There's going to be a response. Stop. People will only take so much of this. Stop, stop, stop. Well, the response is here, baby. I told you. Trump put out this statement. Quote, even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election and the facts bear me out, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. I have always said we would continue our fight to ensure that only legal votes were counted. While this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history, it is only the beginning of our fight to make America great again, end quote. And... Twitter promptly locked Donald Trump out of his account. Quote, As a result of the unprecedented and ongoing violence situation in Washington, D.C., we've required the removal of three of Donald Trump's tweets that were posted earlier today for repeated and severe violations of our civic integrity policy. This means that the account of Donald Trump will be locked for 12 hours following the removal of these tweets. If the tweets are not removed, the account will remain locked. Mark Zuckerberg already banned Trump indefinitely. So did Instagram, quote, or wait, Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook. We believe the risks of allowing the president to continue to use our service during this period are simply too great. Therefore, we are extending the block we have placed on his Facebook and Instagram accounts indefinitely and for at least the next two weeks until the peaceful transition of power is over. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. They're not going to stop with Donald Trump now. They're not. They're going to now, like I've been telling you, double down on each and everything that has people furious. People have been furious for four years of censorship, censorship by all the big tech groups. They're so mad about it already. And what's the first thing they do in response? Wipe out the president's account. What's the next thing they're going to do? Wipe out your account. And guess who else predicted this? Who is this genius that predicted this? Oh, that's right. It was me. I told you back when they banned Alex Jones that controversial radio host and everybody on the right, especially the DC types were clapping like seals. Oh, good. I don't like Alex Jones. I'm so glad Alex Jones is gone. I went out and I wrote this article, article telling them it's, it's not just Alex Jones. They're coming for you next. This is what they do. They pick off what they view as the easy prey and you're the prey that's coming next. And they're coming now because now there's nothing to stop them. The next 10, 20, 30 years in this country are going to look vastly different than the last 10, 20, 30 years. And the next four are going to be rough ones because you are completely surrounded culturally. You are surrounded culturally because of every single gutless conservative who constantly told you this isn't the hill to die on as they retreated and lost ground and lost ground. And now here we are surrounded and we're gonna have to figure out how to get through it together. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. Now, we do have to reform this government. We have to find the right candidates running for office. Mammoth Nation already has. So I know what you're saying. Well, what does that have to do with me? Well, listen, Mammoth Nation gives you discounts. You pay $19, $19, and you become a member of Mammoth Nation. You now get discounts all over the place, more places than I can list. Your money? It goes to the people running for office that you and I care about. The people who are going to go try to fix this mess. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse.
2: We'll be back. Well,
4: Lost in the Shuffle, or Scuffle. I'm a host, I just did that live. Anyway, Lost in all that was... We lost the Senate. We didn't even get a chance to talk yesterday about the fact we lost the Senate. I realize that's not the sunniest news in the world, but I can't I can't let this go. I keep coming back to this cuz I talked about it with you the night before the election in Georgia. We have two nut jobs now from Georgia. Georgia. You know, Republican stronghold deep south. Not Connecticut not Oregon, not California, from Georgia. This is what happens when you don't mind the imports into your state. This is what happens when corporatist Republican governors spend all their time courting businesses, big ones from California. Come on in, bring your employees. The water's warm here. We'll give you some tax breaks. You know how close these elections are? We just had a presidential election. I mean, it's easy to think, oh, it's millions and millions and millions and millions. You know the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden in Georgia? 11,000, you ever take? It's nothing. It's nothing. You're bringing in these corporations, bringing thousands of employees with them. And th- this is what you get. This is what you get. You know what you have with Raphael Warnock from Georgia? I cannot stress this enough from georgia he allegedly had an altercation with his wife where he drove over her foot he praised cuban dictator fidel castro he had that campaign staffer we showed you this the other day talking about oh yeah he absolutely supports defunding the police he oversaw a church camp where campers were allegedly abused and i mean in ways i'm not going to discuss with you on the show charged for being extremely uncooperative and disruptive in the camp investigation, and he openly campaigned with anti-Semite Hank Johnson. And that's not even talking to you about, about the video out there. The video out there of him from the pulpit, not not in some hidden camera from the pulpit, saying the most horrible things about America, the military, everything else, and and, and th- that someone exists like this doesn't shock me. There are certain scumbags out there everywhere. This guy's a United States senator now. There are only a hundred of them from the in, in the world, and he's from Georgia. And John Ossoff, John Ossoff's there now too. John Ossoff is an open socialist. And we have tilted the balance of power to these people. And this is how we stand right now, by the way. They have, obviously, president, vice president. They have the majority in the Senate. They have a slimmer majority in the House, 222 to 211. We have six Republican judges and three Democrat judges. I don't know that we can continue to put John Roberts in the Republican judge category anymore, do you? I mean, how many times do we have to be knifed in the back by that guy to still accept it? But that's where we stand right now. You have a Supreme Court, kind of, but keep in mind, I know it's a little dark, but some of our guys are old. Lawrence Thomas is old, and now... I mean, he's my favorite justice. Now we got to hope he hangs on for four years. Mm, I, I don't know how we handle that. Yeah, it's on a federal level. It's really bad. But hear me out here. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe. Maybe it's time for you and I to focus on a more local level anyway. That's part of why Democrats have seen such success. They're so great at local politics in race after race after race across the country we won't even run somebody in a da race they'll throw some heavily funded radical nut job in there boom he's elected and all of a sudden leftists can't get prosecuted for anything school board city council mayor your state house states are going to be critical not just in the next four years, in the next 20, 30 years in this country, state house, state senate, these are critical, critical bodies right now in standing up against the federal leviathan. Maybe this is good. Maybe this will force us to refocus. It's time. All right. Now, you know what else it's time for? You to get home title lock. Cyber theft is not going away unless you think the internet's going away. And I don't know about you, I kind of think that's going to hang on. And as, the, as economies, as you know, the, our social environment shifts more and more to the internet, criminals shift there too. Your home title is not a piece of paper. It's not. You need to stop thinking about it that way. It exists digitally now. And it's not, it's not a hard thing for these guys to hack into your title. It takes them less than 10 minutes. I know they did it to me. They're going to get it. They're going to forge your signature on it. Take a loan out against it. You have to pay that loan back. Or you get evicted. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and sign up. If you use the promo code radio, you get 30 days for free. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. Joining me now, Republican strategist and host of the 13-minute news hour, Bobby Eberly. Bobby, I want you to listen to this quote from Chuck Schumer because this one just it flabbergasted me. Quote: What happened against the US Capitol yesterday was an insurrection against the United States incited by the president. The president should not hold office one day longer. The quickest and most effective way it can be done today to remove this president from office will be for the vice president to immediately invoke the 25th Amendment. If the vice president and cabinet refuse to stand up, Congress should reconvene to impeach the president. Bobby, are these people out of their minds? Are they trying to get a violent insurrection in this country?
5: Oh my gosh, you're right. They keep pushing, Jesse. And by the way, great to be on the program. I'd love to be back. yeah, that those quotes from Chuck Schumer, I mean, how outrageous. We saw what happened yesterday, and we can go on and on. we can dissect it, but words like that, it just rings so hollow. It's like these snowflake crocodile tears that these guys are doing when all summer long, all we had was riot and riot and destruction, people dying, people being attacked by Antifa, cops dying, and they said nothing about it. June 2020. Democrats blocked a resolution in the House condemning violence, condemning the riots and the looting and the violence. They blocked the resolution. And now he's on his high horse saying that President Trump needs to go. I mean, to put it in their words, this was a largely peaceful protest. And now they are acting like, well, we've never seen anything like this. This is the end of the world. Give me a break. Yeah, he's just he's just talking. He's making his sound bites. Knowing that nothing is going to happen, but that's what the Democrats do.
4: Are we sure nothing's going to happen, Bobby? And I only say this because they impeached him over nothing before. I, I, I don't. I don't think I'd put it past them to try it again. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I
5: think that with the time frame you're talking about, you know, 13 days. I think once they wake up and realize that, hey, you know, this is basically a done deal. They certified the results. That's why I'm so deflated as of yesterday. It was what I was looking forward to with some of that debate, you know, getting up there watching some of this debate and see it just, you know, a totally different narrative, a totally different storyline. I don't think the Democrats are going to push forward on this. I know on President Trump's side, Vice President Pence and the cabinet aren't going to do anything. But wow, what a change of events yesterday when. You know, the first challenge was made to Arizona and people were clapping in the House chamber and the speeches started. Steve Scalise. I mean, I thought we were in for something historic that maybe, maybe could move people to do the right thing for these things to say, hey, this is contested. We need to do something about it. Even Vice President Mike Pence to do something. But instead, you know, we got what we got. But yeah, I don't think the Democrats are going to move forward.
4: Bobby, what are we supposed to think about the Pence-Trump relationship right now? I know it sounds completely immature. I said it yesterday, <laughs> but Mike Pence did unfollow Donald Trump on Twitter. And for those who aren't on Twitter, it's a conscious act. You definitely don't do it by accident. Trump's calling out Pence. Pence is unfollowing him. I realize this all sounds really juvenile, but clearly they're not getting along. Right, right.
5: Yeah, and that was the point, Jesse. I mean, you know, there's so many strong feelings, and I am such a... Trump supporter, and I'm such a supporter of this movement, not just the conservative cause because I've been a conservative all my life, but some of the things that th- we've done in this term that Republicans have been afraid to do, speak out against the media, speak out against big tech, push for freedom of speech, You know, address this woke culture that wants to cancel everything. Those are some of the highlights that we were able to do because President Trump gave a number of Republicans the backbone to do it, but then yesterday, I was initially surprised at first I'll just be honest, with what he said during his speech, you know, putting so much weight on Vice President Mike Pence to make a change to basically turn the election himself. There are other things I think Mike Pence could have done, but I was surprised about that, and then, you know, this unfollowing and stuff, I wish, I really wish we wouldn't have seen that happen. What we saw on the Capitol, you know, again, small, small percentage of the what, 100,000 people that had gathered to support not only president trump but election integrity analyzing this voter fraud looking at these election law violations they want their grievances addressed they want people to to do something about it and that's what they finally reached the boiling point where their people are pushed aside time and time again but that is the part of yesterday that i wish we hadn't seen
4: Bobby, I've been arguing that this is much, much bigger. The anger out there is bigger than an election, and it's actually bigger than Donald Trump. That Donald Trump rode anger that was already there into office. He was a mouthpiece for it. And these people in in D.C., on the left and the right, who think this all goes away in a couple weeks when Donald Trump's no longer in office, I've argued they're in for quite a sore, sore surprise.
5: Yeah, Jesse, you are absolutely right, man, because in 2016 when I was watching all of these candidates, you know, who am I gonna support? I kind of gravitated to two almost right away. And that was Senator Ted Cruz because I believed he would advocate and push for conservative positions. The other one right away was Donald Trump because he spoke to working men and women. I grew, grew up blue collar. He told it like it was. And he was the only one that I saw that would take on the media and take on big tech take on China with these bogus trade deals, basically be the anti-establishment, the anti-globalist, and we've had four years to build a movement of people like you and me and others, that doesn't go away, that builds. Now we have the spark, we have the person who started it, now we can keep it growing and say, look, we're not gonna back down. We, have, we saw what President Trump did, we saw how the media reacts, yeah, they went after him, he might be our sacrificial lamb, But now we've learned that the only way is to fight back. We have to fight back. And I agree with you, I don't think this is going
4: away. How do we deal? What's what? What do you, What are we? What are you telling your audience about how to deal with the next four years? Because it's not only not going away. I mean, you heard Joe Biden's idiotic comments today about these were black people think it's just going to be picking at that scab again for four years. Bobby, what right. do you tell somebody to keep them from pulling their hair out and jumping off a bridge? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that is a good
5: question because I'm prepping for my show for tomorrow, and I'm wondering, I'm asking myself these same things. Like, what do we do? How do we address these next four years? We've got now, I mean, it's real now. It's real that we've got a Democrat president, House, and Senate. I mean, they are going to do, just like Obama had during his first two years, where they pushed through Obamacare without any Republican support. They had the House, Senate, and the presidency. This is We're in for some bad times, but we have to know that the only way we fight back is by getting our folks elected. So number one, from day one, I mean, starting now, we have to push for ballot security, election integrity efforts, because we saw what happened. It didn't, the rallies and stuff don't matter, the enthusiasm, it doesn't matter if they can change election laws, if they can do things and exclude poll workers, poll watchers, that kind of verification. If they can game the system, It doesn't matter how popular our candidates are. So from day one, we have to focus on changing this. Voter ID, getting rid of dead people from the rolls, things like that, and then keep pushing forward. You know, I believe Candace Owens, Twitter messed around with her, she filed a lawsuit. Now everyone doesn't have the following that she does or the name that she does. But again, if we pull our resources together, we fight back against big tech, we fight back against the media, we don't let them push us around and when they do, we let people know about it. That's how we start this movement and how we start going. But for now, what I'm going to, I guess, tell my audience tomorrow is partly what I just said there. And then we got to keep the faith. we got to keep pushing forward and rally around candidates that are actually going to step up and do something, not say they are, and then change yesterday, change their minds and vote for this certification when we know it's bogus. That was really disappointing. We can't support candidates like that.
4: The time to start focusing a lot more on primaries than we do. I I I spend. I feel like I spend ninety percent of my show yelling at Republicans and not Democrats. Is, is that is it time for that?
5: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I mean, and this is where we have to really think. You know, there's so many times coming up through party politics, like I've done for twenty six years. You always hear this this phrase. You know, that they're a good conservative or they're a good Republican, and why? Because they've been there a long time. We need to really take advantage of our primary process and say, look, all right, we're gonna fight the Democrat. We know we're gonna fight the Democrat regardless of who we have. This is our chance to put the best person forward. Is this person going to back down once they get to Washington or the state house in Texas, you know, where I'm from? Are they going to represent us? And if they aren't, now's our chance to get someone new. You know, I'd like to take on John Cornyn in six years. I may actually do it because I'm so frustrated with what I'm seeing. We need people that will speak up and be real with the American people and fight for the issues that people believe in.
4: Bobby Everly, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you.
5: Yeah, I love it, Jesse, thanks.
4: How's your anxiety level? I realize it's, 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 look, there's plenty to be stressed about right now. And look, natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these things are known to help alleviate things like anxiety, sleeplessness, and joint pain. And remember, natural things, that's the stuff that's been proven over time. All the newfangled stuff, that's what's new. That's why I choose CBD. But buying CBD can be frustrating. At least it used to be for me. I would buy from here and it's dunk, And then I'd buy from there, and it was extremely effective, and I could never figure out what was going wrong. Well, what was going wrong is, I was assuming all CBD is the same. It's not. You have to have the quality stuff that's been tested. That's why Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they researched the whole industry and found the best ones, like B-Best Organics, which is made in the USA, and they test every batch. Go to DoctorStrustedCBD.com, use the promo code JESSE, That gets you 5% off and a free lip balm. We'll be back. Few years ago, I went to Portland. Well, I should say I went back to Portland. And I landed in that city and it was a dump. And that stinks because about 10 years before that, I went up to Portland to visit family. And that was one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in in my entire life and over that period of time the left has somehow found a way to ruin what i thought was maybe the most beautiful city in the united states of america so to talk to me about that and other things emma michelle she's the spokesperson for young americans for liberty emma what happened to your gorgeous town i used to love it
2: yeah the leftists totally got a hold of it it's pretty unfortunate i was ready to get really defensive about portland there when you called it a dump Uh, And then you mentioned that you'd been there 10 years earlier and it was beautiful and that's the exact experience that I had. Um, I grew up there in late 90s, saw it as a beautiful place. It was a great place to grow up and we lived in Portland proper when I was a kid and my parents took us out a little bit outside to the suburbs to get out of it, moved to a little small town called Scappoose, which was a little better, but when you ask what the, what caused that problem, it's leftist leadership. It's leadership that punishes success and that rewards uh, bad behavior. And that's, that's just a broad 10,000-foot version. There's a lot of problems on the state level, too. But it's the perfect little petri dish for socialism and Marxism and these far-left ideas that uh aoc and all of these these far left loonies in congress are pushing take it from me it does not end well i've i've seen that story and i don't like how it ends it's why i got out now i'm living in tennessee it's a much better state uh it's it's unfortunate though it's a big problem
4: emma do leftists love ugly i mean you just explained how it got ugly over time and they're doing the same thing in new york city and i love new york city but it's a dump now too Why can they not see what you can plainly see, what I can plainly see, that this was an awesome place and I've ruined it? I understand being a commie, many people are commies, but how do they love to ruin something nice?
2: I, I wouldn't say that. I would just say there's a failure to accept the realities that certain policies and certain actions have consequences. The left loves to say elections have consequences. That goes both ways. Uh, that's that's how it works out on the West Coast. And you you see it all up and down from Washington to Oregon to California. They try these policies that punish success and that reward inactivity and reward poor life decisions. And you end up getting an influx of people who don't care about success. And that tends to not have a great impact on your community. And you see businesses that are leaving by the day uh, I have a new family member or friend that calls me every day and says, oh, we're moving to Idaho or we're moving to Texas. We're going somewhere where we're welcomed rather than punished by a tax code and by regulations and by terrible schools that that don't teach our children the basic things that they need to know to be successful. So I think it's it's more that people in places like Portland are in this sort of wonderland where there is no reality and there are, there are no consequences not that they want to be bad people. Most of them do want to be good people. And when you talk to them, a lot of them are very pleasant people. They think they're doing the right thing. There's just this failure to connect actions and consequences.
4: What's the problem facing the nation right now? I, I see us as being so divided. And I'm not going to do that thing where I say the most divided ever because we were shoving bayonets into each other a couple hundred years ago or whatever, 150 or so. But we are very divided. Mm-hmm. Why?
2: Well, a lot of people are making this a left versus right issue. I don't see it as that. I see it as an issue of, you know, reasonable people who want to find solutions for the problem who are more interested in a skirmish and in getting some sort of gratification and action. And that's what we saw all summer long from BLM and Antifa. You know, not everyone that were in those crowds were out for violence, but some of them were. And just like yesterday in DC, not everyone in that crowd was out for violence, but clearly some of them were. I think that's our big problem is that there's a growing faction of people in America who don't care about, you know, the welfare of their neighbors and other citizens. I think it's a small portion of the country. Most people are generally pretty nice to each other. They don't have problems. You may have all different sorts of political stripes in your neighborhood, but for the most part, we're still able to get along. What concerns me is that this idea of of violence and of using force and and threats against people as a way of of making your political priorities known, that's really scary that we're getting there. And I think it's something that a lot of people should be taking blame for. Uh, I I don't necessarily know what the answer is here other than for us to take a good long look at how we see our neighbors and maybe focus more on our communities and less on uh, waiting for DC to save us, because it won't.
4: I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I'm assuming you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I believe we are heading down that path inevitably unless our cultural institutions will reform themselves. How do we make that happen? How do we get our cultural institutions to reform back to what they were so we can earn trust again? Because that's the loss right now. The American people do not trust their institutions and you're not really a nation when that happens. Then you're going to come apart.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it starts on the state level. Um, that that idea of going back to our smaller communities and being more reliant on those being strong than on the federal government in DC. DC is always going to be incompetent. I don't have very much faith that it's ever gonna get its act together, but I do have faith that there is still hope on the state and local level for us to fix our communities and fix our infrastructure. That's where a lot of these election concerns are coming from is from state incompetence for the way that they're running these elections. And I think if we can come up with reforms and ideas work on that level and restore trust on that level we will see that effect continue to grow and maybe maybe we can get some of these good folks on the state level into congress doing a good job. That's my hope. And it's, it's what we do as an organization at Young Americans for Liberty. We're working to get solid principled folks elected to state representative across the country. That I think is something that you can actually do that has a tangible value. The people that work in our state houses have so much consequence over our day-to-day lives, so much control. And if they're bad, you see California. And if they're good, you see typically a state that's more free and prosperous like Texas. That is the power that our local officials have, and that's why that's important. I think people who feel frustrated right now and like they're not being represented, rather than looking to D.C. to fix our problems, we should look to the more local level. Government can only do so much, but I do believe that a local and state-focused thing that our founders came up with, that's what's really going to get us more in line with what the American experiment was meant to be.
4: Emma Misho, that was awesome. I appreciate you. We'll have you back soon. Thanks, Jesse. All right. We're not quite done yet. Hang on. As you know, I am now a card-carrying member of the Anti-Communist Party. And since I've been talking about being a member, really, I'm the flagship member of the Anti-Communist Party, uh, the leader, if you will obviously this is something that has caught on now people are talking to me about it all the time and then i'm i'm getting bombarded with emails and texts from people hey when can i get a t-shirt have some merchandise made get some hats made well i reached out to the powers that be here at the first and of course because the first lets me do whatever i want and say whatever i want they're on board with it and it's available now you can have anti-communist t-shirts we have tank tops we have coffee mugs we have trucker hats go we even have hoodie sweatshirts i'm 100 percent getting one of those hoodie sweatshirts by the way go get your anti-communist stuff enjoy it i'll be sporting it myself all right i'll see you tomorrow You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, it's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that,
0: More than once, actually. Do
3: I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before
0: my kids' PTA meeting. Really?
3: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void web prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, oh, oh,
1: O'Reilly. Do you need parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round.
4: We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, he was on roadie, and uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on
1: the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant <laughs> Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris
3: Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge.